This is Thomas DePolo. This is Max. This is Kevin Ham. Hey, this is Jake Cook. Hi, this is William Roy. You're listening to The Green Box. So Jake, Jake found us some interesting advice on creating an operation from the Fall of Delta Green source book. Yeah, I was, uh, I was, I was looking at it in earnest for the first time um, because I'm like writing a Vietnam era thing, and I just wanted to, you know, get some good inspiration from it because that's what we said it was good for the last time we looked at it. But in doing so, I found that it had a section of the book that's similar to the exercise we did sometime recent. Well, recently, <laughs> some time ago, uh, some time ago, uh, where we we went through and we used the instructions that the book has to make a scenario, and I thought it would be fun for us to do it again. Well, you're the MC for the evening, so take us through it there. Okay, so um, basically, the first thing we're going to need is the hook, and it says an event, problem, or opportunity attracts the agents. Uh, likely, an unnatural incursion in- intersects with mundane, if disturbing, humanity. So I think we we all kind of brainstormed a little bit and we jotted down some ideas for hooks. So if you guys want to share them, share the ideas you had for the listeners. So uh, uh, the hook I had, I'm going to try to. I started writing this a long time ago. I never really went anywhere. But the hook I had is that uh, a uh, a plane carrying a nuclear weapon, uh, which is going to be dropped on. The North Vietnamese at Dien Bien Phu is uh, is shot down or lost, presumably by Vietnamese forces, and the agents are set in to try to recover it. That's uh, that's the real life incident. Is that it's Dien Bien Phu is where they lost a nuke. I mean, in the, in reality, they they didn't, but that's where there was talk of using one. Ah, okay. And uh, I know you generally tend to do your scenarios kind of mythos light. Do you have any sort of idea of like what would be you know a natural or? I do, but isn't that like further down the list here? Uh, no, it's part of the hook. Uh, the hook is like, you know, the unnatural, where the unnatural meets the human and makes it a problem for Delta Green. The main idea I had is that Chinese communist, uh, like scientists had, had taken the nuke and were using it to like hyper, uh, enhance. There's a really, in- there's an interesting like Vietnamese, like Bigfoot type creature called a, hang on, basically like a, like a Vietnamese Bigfoot and they were using it, they were like irradiating it with nuclear energy and creating these, you know, super, super weapons to attack the I think, French. I think that it's better if there's not any communist scientists and if the Bigfoot just finds the nuke by itself and irradiates itself, like it goes and it sits in front of the glowy thing and is real happy because it's warm or some shit. Okay. Yeah. I like that. Uh, but but um, how, how about how about this? We save we save the development for when we actually finalize one, because otherwise we're going to be here all night. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, this is just you know general first first time brainstorming. So um, I think next on the list is you, Max. So if you want to, all right, I have a bunch of different ones. Um, one is that if you guys have read Gansfield Gate from the Extraordinary Renditions Delta Green Collection, that is generally held to be the best story in that collection and is set during the fall of Delta Green time period. And so that would be a very Can you, solid uh, hook. But my, my thinking is that most of you probably have not read that. Yeah, so summarize it real quick. Is that the is that the drug the drug place one? Yes. Yes, it's the drug place one. The premise is that there's an unofficial CIA experiment about using hallucinogenic drugs to open your mind to the universe and they end up having weird alien beings take over the bodies of the test subjects. Okay, that's pretty good. So, you know, uh, uh, there's actually a pretty big section in the uh, Fall of Delta Green book about, you know, cults and hippies and how that's like a very rich, rich source of scenario ideas. So if we were to run with that one, it'd be good to use that. Yeah, it taps into... It taps into the idea of inner space from the Handler's Guide about how altered perceptions lead to altered states of reality. I am not familiar with this this uh, terminology. What what is that? What inner space, sir? Yeah, never heard that before. Uh, inner space is what 
the you know how they do like they attach like scientific sounding names to dream or to uh to unnatural stuff uh-huh inner space is like aquatic humanoid or whatever but it's talking about like the dreamlands or you know going across time and space with your consciousness projection or you know the astral projecting sort of stuff okay at least that's my understanding of it yeah that's about right so that's a that's a good one. Uh, were there any others that you thought might be worth uh, mentioning as well? Yeah, there were a bunch, but I think we should just do one per person. Okay, cool. Uh, Tom, what about you? Mine is sort of similar to Kevin's. Mine is uh, back in 1961, there was a B-52 bomber with two nukes on board that crashed outside Goldsboro, North Carolina. And at the time, they said that these bombs, there was no risk that they were going to explode. But within the last decade or so, it turns out they came very, very close to detonating. So I thought it would be interesting is what if you took that and replaced nukes with actually it's some kind of weirdo mythos weapon. That is also pretty good. I think that uh, the idea, the fact that you and Kevin sort of independently came to the same uh, same scenario idea might be telling of like maybe which one we should do. But um, uh, my suggestion was uh, if you guys are familiar with uh, Patricia Hearst and the Sim- Symbionese Liberation Army, um, basically this this white girl gets kidnapped and then a couple years later she is found to be robbing banks with the with with her kidnappers and she says that she's been brainwashed by them. Um, so my idea was like, what if that, but it was real, like the brainwashing was real and it wasn't just some like bullshit excuse for her to use her privilege out of having to do hard jail time for what she did. <laughs> okay. Roland, the headless Thompson gunner kills her in the end of the song. So. At the end of the song, Roland, the headless Thompson gunner song, he shoots Patty Hearst. Yeah, that's right. That's good. Who's Patty Hearst? Oh my God. You're supposed to say Ligma Balls. I was about to say <laughs> How did he not know who Patty Hearst is? Hey, so that is? was my idea. So um, I don't think... Will, did you have one? No, I I, I tried to think of one uh, that fits the era, but the only thing that really interests me about the era of the fall of Delta Green is, like, the space program. I don't really know if you can make a Delta Green operation out of that. You could. Uh, you'd probably you have, could. have to Moon's sacrifice... Haunted, you know? you'd have to Moon, s- yeah, Moon's Haunted. Loads yeah, gone. Yeah. Uh, Moon, I'll, Moon I'll put the sound haunted. effect in there for the, cocking the, sh- the loading the shotgun. Moon's Haunted. Yeah, the Russian the, the Russians had it right. The Russians sent you up with a shotgun into space. I don't know a whole lot about historical atrocities from that period enough to uh, to to um, make it one into an RPG uh, module, unfortunately. But I tried. I tried to think of one, but I couldn't think of one. Uh, Will, out of you didn't submit one, so out of all of those that have been kind of uh, tossed around, which one interests you the most? There, I like the idea of the. Um, the the mythos derived weapon of mass destruction that goes awry that is a potentially apocalyptic and is a big wide open field of possibilities i like the idea of bigfoot becoming mutated by nuclear radiation they're called b-a-t-u-t-u-t's like batuatuts do you have a do you have a link for that you call the scenario of batuatus violence Yes, I will not do that. Yes, it already has a name. <laughs> yeah, well, now it I has just two. gave it. I just yeah. gave it to it. Okay, um, real real talk. Um, there's basically we, we can say that Delta, Fall of Delta Green is different from regular Delta Green because regular Delta Green is mostly like play in the U.S. or like an American foreign war, and if you want to play in a different country, you play as like agents from that country. Like if you want to go to Canada, you be a Canadian. If you want to go to UK, you'd be British, and uh, you want to, you know, be SV8 in SV8 land, or there's, there's, there's I think not they this. Call it Russia. Uh, there's, <laughs> there's this idea that you should not be running around the planet having adventures in all these countries, and you can. Anyways, though, the the Fall of Delta Green is different because it offers the option of playing Delta Green both in the United States but also in these other countries. So you know, there's obviously like everyone wants to do a Vietnam War scenario with Fall of Delta Green, and that's what the the tutorial adventure is. But there's all kinds of other places that you can go, like South America, you know, Europe. Obviously, there's all kinds of Cold War shit happening there. There's lots of like colonial and ex-colonial wars going on in Africa. There's all kinds of other shit happening in Asia besides the Vietnam War. Uh, just lots of fun stuff. And then you can also, but in contrast to that, you can also do stuff in the United States because the 
1970s was the time when we had all these uh, militias and terrorist groups having adventures in the U.S. So you had like you know black power, white power, Indian power, communists, uh, different types of religious movement that were all you know launching various terror attacks or killing people or retreating into compounds or inventing strange drugs. And that it was a time when the average person your average square thought that the world was about to end because of all that stuff happening, which is something that's very deliberately evoked in Delta Green. And so it seems that with these two scenarios, we've been presented with a choice. Do we want to have the scenario take place in the broader world or in the United States? I think it could also potentially be both. It could be like a hopping thing because, uh, you know, in the gumshoe system or uh it, it kind of encourages you know bopping from one scene to another as you find clues so potentially it could start one place and then end in another just to throw that out there as an option but um i think that if it's a a, a terrible unnatural weapon and it's in the testing phase the united states probably isn't going to do that on their own citizens. I mean, you know, besides like the Tuskegee Have you read any history of America? Yeah, yeah, or the Tuskegee incident. Sir, or, do you live you know, here? Yeah, sure, but but probably not. I mean, why would you do it to your own citizens when you could do it to some poor peasant on the other side of the world? Why not both? Get poor Cano Los Dos. So I think uh, outside of the United States, at least for it to be going missing is a, a good start, unless anyone else has any objections. But that um, that also leads me to, uh, we kind of got to backtrack a little bit if we're going to be following the, the guide for uh, how to make scenarios with the fall of Delta Green uh, in their sandbox. So the thing about it is we need a series of core clues. So we need to kind of think of like what the core clues are going to be. So like one, definitely the place where this weapon is missing from. Are we saying it's like, uh, it was lost after, you know, having to abort the, the test flight because of an airplane crash or uh, airplane mishap? Is that is that what's happening? It was lost because another faction tried to get it. They sent a creature to knock the plane out of the sky, but then they fucked it up. So so we've got potentially like three factions at play here. You got Well like, that's what the book says, right? Is that you gotta have people ready to jump on you if you if the game's going too slowly, so that there's lots of stuff happening and there's always the chance that by just wandering around doing anything, you can run into a plot element and advance the game and have fun. Yeah, they do mention like floating core clues being a thing where like uh, at any point in time, even if you're going the wrong direction, you can kind of be gently guided back towards the right direction. And I say gently here, but really it can look like, you know, getting ambushed or whatever. Yeah, an element of that, it seems like these steps include is that there's some kind of opposition force you can run into as convenient. So I guess um, I'm just I'm trying to nail down some core clues for us. So the the first one is, you know, the, the nature of the weapon. It's too cliche for it to be just a big elder bomb. Shouldn't be that. Uh, it should be something... It might just be like a regular nuke that someone wants for sinister reasons. Like, there's, a, there's an old scenario in Black Seal where there's a guy who wants to trick Pisces into dropping a thermobaric bomb on a magical seed because only a huge amount of energy is enough to hatch the seed. So he's like, I'm going to create a militia, and I'm going to have a bee in the jungle, and then they're going to hang out, and then they're going to hang out on the magic seed, and then the um, you know coalition forces are going to be like, we're going to wipe them out, and then they're going to drop a thermobaric warhead on it, and it's going to hatch the monster. And like his the joke is that his plan can just be defeated by doing nothing. Huh. But in this case, it would be like, we need the, the warhead for some other sinister reason, like death awakens the sleeper, so only a mass sacrifice of X number of peoples can wake the creature that lives under this location. Or maybe it's like you need this exotic nuclear fuel to feed this being. I think I think that that having it be in the U.S. is is better. No offense to Kevin's Din Bin Fu idea. I think that's a fun idea, but it's a little. It gives us more room to work with if we're not on this battlefield. Although maybe um, one of the things that Fall Delta Green encourages you to do is to have somewhat non-linear types of scenario. So it might be that the first time you encounter the threat is as a like a secret patrol in the woods outside the valley looking for the crash nuke and you find whatever creature it is and then you later we skip to the united states and the same thing happens again that is good because i was reading uh another one of the other good pieces of advice in the fall of delta green book is about 
Um, they call it... Hold on, one, one moment, please. I have to find where I wrote it down in the other document. Uh, we'll cut this. Uh, they called it Tactical Facts-Finding Benefits. Um, and that is on page 148, if you happen to have the book with you. Uh, 147, actually. Um, so it's like, um, it allows an agent to... Well, anyways, uh, it, they they encourage that it, it comes out as a flashback, which I liked because uh, flashbacks are something that I think we've talked about here on the show is something we want to incorporate more of in the Delta Green game so that there's less of this analysis paralysis around planning. I do remember using that phrase. So, uh, yeah, having having like one of the core clues sort of come back as a flashback is a, a cool idea, too. So the core clues, uh, remember, core clues are supposed to kind of point the group to a new scene and another core clue, potentially. Um, so um, I'm kind of trying to write it down and keep up with it. We have the nature of the weapon. Um, we still haven't decided on that. Um, it seems like having core clues be second is a terrible way to write a scenario. Well, uh, you're supposed to develop the spine, which is a series of core clues to be followed by the agents. It says it can be large sections of fleshed out narrative or a bare bones list of the elements that need to occur to create a minimally satisfying horror experience. So a core clue can, or, or part of the spine can be like a, one of your favorite things, Kevin. It could be a uh, set piece. Nice. So think of a cool set piece for this. Kevin even doesn't even fucking know what that is, Jake. Yeah, what is a set piece? Are you guys want me to explain what a set piece is? Set. No, I'm I'm asking you to think of a cool set piece for this um this uh, scenario. I thought I don't know maybe the instructions were confusing, but I thought we were, I thought it was like hook curtain wake up stall. That that's the skeleton. That's not necessarily the order that you're going to write it in. But that is sort of like oh, okay. the way that when you play the game, it kind of progresses through. It's the suggested order of progression. So uh, we need the core elements of the nuclear mishap-based mystery, which means that there has to be some connection between the covert... So for, the, for those of you who aren't familiar, um, Kevin is riffing on a piece of quasi-historical lore, which supposedly says that uh, during the French Indochina War, which is the the, the war, which I think the, the I, don't, I don't know what it's called in Vietnam, but it's the war of the Vietnamese versus the French like colonial administration in the 1950s. And uh, the French lost it at the Battle of Dinh Binh Phu, which is where they had this genius idea to occupy this valley in the middle of nowhere and count on the Vietnamese being drawn into a decisive battle and destroyed. And they got the first part right, but the problem is that having a valley that you hold through air resupply is a really stupid idea. They didn't necessarily learn that lesson from the time that the, the Huns tried to do it at Stalingrad. Anyways, um... They were they lost this battle quite badly, and there is lore suggesting that the French at one point asked the United States covertly to nuke the guerrillas, to use a nuclear weapon on the, the Viet Minh. Uh, the actual evidence suggests that it was an American diplomat who suggested it, and the French just ignored him because it was a stupid idea, but it's more fun to imagine a scenario where this could have actually happened. So a potential clue... Uh, it could be something like the if, the if the crew of the planet isn't dead or, or not all dead, that could be a clue. Oh, so the um the pilot or the crew chief or, or or somebody else kind of fills the agents in on you know what the mission was if if or when they find them. Could be, yeah. I've got an idea to set up top possibly three core clues. Okay, let's hear it. So taken from the Goldsboro thing. There were two bombs on board, and one was found pretty quickly. So your first one is you recover the first bomb pretty quickly, and that tells you the nature of the weapon and how you might find the second the second one and how you might deal with it, keep it from going off. Second one is the plane went down from some kind of enemy action or sabotage. It didn't just, like, fail on its own, and that can give you, by studying the crash some idea of the capabilities of the people who did that, which will give you a lead on how to go looking for them. And then the last one is that the bodies of the full crew can't be accounted for in the crash, which means some of them were either taken away or walked away. So then you can try and follow them into the jungle to find out what happened. So I like that a lot. So some of the crew is missing. I was keeping track of it. So we got one, you, you get to the crash site. 
This is basically one of the scenes is the crash site or, you know, whatever we want to call it. Uh, while you're there, you recover one out of two, I say bombs here, but they can, you know, be whatever, whatever sort of munition package you want it to be. Uh, you get one out of the two, you discover the nature of the weapon. That's one clue. The plane was sabotaged by studying the crash. You can also learn a little bit about your opposition and how they orchestrated this attack or this, you know, catastrophic airplane failure. And the last one, you said the crew was missing? Yeah, that one was kind of going off. I think what Kevin was saying, that if you examine the crash site, not all the crew can be accounted for with the bodies. So some of them clearly didn't die. So you can try to follow them into the jungle to talk to them and find out what happened. I like this because you know what it reminds me of? You remember how um, when Captain Daimyo uh, gets... Um, <laughs> transmogrified into a, a, a zombie, he, in Cabin Zombie, he sees the no monkey and it's talking on the radio and we just kind of write it off. And then later, there's that same sequence where they show it again and then it zooms in on the monkey and the monkey's dialogue is repeated and the monkey's like, okay, we got a full mission aboard. We need choppers, extract the wounded, two badly wounded. And that's when he learns that there's a second word jaguar. That was such a fucking cool scene and I think that's great to, to do in this game. So, but just to be clear, we're setting up the initial flashback because you're talking about the jungle, right? Uh, this could be a flashback. This could be, you know, like the, you know, you get your briefing and they say, hey, head into the jungle of this crash site and recover the thing or whatever. This could be like the first scene when you arrive at the crash site, you know? And then the core clues at this scene are the ones that Tom just helpfully suggested for us. Remember, uh, core clues typically point the group to a new scene and another core clue, so... Uh, it seems like if we are, um, two of those clues lead you to another location. That is, um, where did the crew go and, uh, where did the other bomb go? Cause those might not necessarily be the same thing, right? Yeah, they might not. So right, we have those questions that we could answer now. Where, where did the, where did the crew go and where did the other bomb go? And just to be clear, are we, are we in the, the, the forests of Southeast Asia, or are we in the United States at this point? I mean, just have the plane crash there, then. There's no reason to have anything involving. So, the, what I was suggesting is that is that the, whatever, what there, there is some thematic parallel between the initial lost warhead in the, in the forests of Indochina and this later lost warhead situation in the United States, and that that initial sequence communicates some information about whatever it is that you're facing. Now, if we think that this is overloaded and this is just too much shit to worry about for our one scenario, we can ditch it and use use those items later for something else some other day. But that's what that I'm just trying to establish what it was that I was suggesting that we do. The monkey creature is is an introduction of uh, Kevin's, and I think it would be fun to have it in the scenario basking in the glow of the radiation source. But I'm not necessarily suggesting that we then transpose that being to the United States and have it be the core of the scenario. Okay, so I'm I'm trying to capture this in a way that sort of translates it to like um, the spine uh, of the thing. Okay, so if we're just, if we're just working if we're just worrying about the like, the, like, like core of the thing, then let's and core clues, yeah. Then don't then let's not let's not worry about the the initial sequence right now. Then if we're just trying to nail down what the primary like thread of the investigation is. Okay, because uh, I know I think that like finding the monkey basking in the glow of the weapon is a good set piece. That's a good like I can I can picture that yeah vividly in my head. It's based on some like throwaway line that Tormson wrote for a scenario based in uh like the Northern Territories and Nunavut and those places about being an Aboriginal police officer and finding a Nobki just standing in front of a giant ball of cold flame in some remote Inuit village. Tormson is very good at not writing these things up for other people to play. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess if, if if we make that like a flashback clue, then it could it could just show how the thing is weaponizable and how um, like how it's an interesting, like how the, the Smithos weapon or whatever it is, the nuke that's being weaponized or whatever we end up deciding is, is, is something that can be, that can be weaponized and turn, you know, wreak havoc on something's physiology. Or, or and make it, it might just nasty. be that it's a regular old nuke, but that it shows that creatures from outside our understanding of reality are drawn to this sort of thing. That is a that's a little mini furnace of creation, and it attracts them for the same reason that humans are attracted to, you know, displays of power that demonstrate understanding. Like, uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like, um, 
Because cause, cause what is the splitting of the atom, if not, like, the very first baby step onto complete and total mastery over matter and energy? Yeah, it's... Which is what a lot of these alien beings kind of aspire to in this in this game setting? Like, like splitting in the atom is, like, becoming, like, a type .0001 Khrushchev civilization. It's the first, it's the first time you touch the monolith. Right. Oh, that's good. That's good. And then, but but here's the thing: is that you got to touch it a second time, and so that might be why those whoever it was that shot down the second bomber in the United States, why they done did that, because they knew that this piece of hardware, this uh, little ball of plutonium, was the absolute perfect lure for the masters beyond the stars, and they fucking had to have it. So the the, the monkey basking in the glow of the weapon, um, and that's similar to the sort of, uh, uh, what am I going for? Sort of the cosmic angle that you're talking about, you know? Yeah, and if you really wanted to hammer it home, you could even have this creature speak. You could have it speak in some barely intelligible dialect to say, uh, there's more, you know, like, there's more than enough for everyone. Just don't get any ideas. And then, of course, they just, they fucking wipe it out in sort of boss battle. So that's good. That's like a combat set, set piece. Eventually, it turns. It turns. It's gonna, probably going to turn into combat. Cause yeah, if you, you think he's just an ape man at first, but then you notice he's got like all these weird piercings of like shiny, lustrous purple metals through his body, and uh, one of the what you thought was a a just bunch of matted fur is actually uh, like a belt and a load bearing harness. Covered oh, with strange nice. trinkets. It's, it's so I'm I'm seeing a lot. I don't know if you've seen any of the newer, the more recent uh, Planet of the Apes trilogy. It's actually pretty good. I'm just gonna say it. But they do similar things to that. Like the, you can catch them like wearing like shotgun bandoliers, and, and you know they're like uh, they got pistol grip pumps, and they're you know wielding them, and they're stronger than people, so they can like lift them up and kind of aim a pistol grip pump without worrying about the thing like kicking them back in the face. Or Possibly even uh, the dude you find in the woods isn't a. Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe we're overloading this the the the, the flashback sequence. But the dude that you find there is um, like an old uh, hill person, one of those ethnic groups that was never super popular with like the the regular old ethnic Vietnamese. And he can just straight up tell you these things are are attracted to places of power watch and more of them will come and then you know the character's like no we got to scare the nuke and then they get in a fight with the eight people anyway uh i think that this this is great but i guess my i guess my excessive fixation on the intro sequence might be robbing us of the ability to use the framework defined in the book it's it's fine i i really like uh when you get off on your tangents you got it you got a good head for this sort of stuff so well here's the problem though me using my abilities doesn't help the listeners because the point of this is not just be like melon forehead it is that we should use the tool tips found in the book to show how they can be used you're you're on you're onto it here you're on to basically what you've just described is the section that's labeled the horrible truth decide what's going on weird and impressionistic as long as you have some ideas how it affects the mundane world yeah and how about this the dudes who the dudes who saw the nuke in the flashback who who found the the creatures and learned about the power and so on? Those guys might be the antagonists, because who? What better to show how they learned to do this than to play as them? Oh, that's because good. These games, I always love those those uh, like the iconoclast style intro. These games always have an issue where the villain is the only time that your players are going to see the villain is through uh, the sight of a weapon. And so it's impossible to have a villain that has a lot of personality unless you deliberately set up circumstances for the players to encounter and talk to them or give them... I'm pretty sure this is actually a, a written into... It's either written in Night's Black Agents or it's in one of the dev posts on the blog for the, the Pelgrain website that you should deliberately just give asides where you show what the bad characters are doing. Yeah, to make it sort of more episodic as like a TV show where, you know, it... it uh, uh, meanwhile, back at the ranch, and you get to see like what the Russian spies are doing while Peggy Carter runs around. Sorry, I was watching. Uh, I, in case it wasn't, uh, I was watching Agent Carter a lot this week. But, um, so that's good. The intro sequence is you play as the antagonistic faction of people who then sabotage the um, the airplane for the actual investigation. How does it? 
I like it, but I mean, how does that clue get to the players? Because they're not not the same people, so they're never going to know anything. Oh, so here's the thing: you can give them the character sheets of the of the the people that find it, but you can have them be like. Uh, it, it's another example where the players might know something when their agents don't. So the players will try and find a way to, to figure it out. But um, you give them the character sheets of this antagonistic group and uh, all they have is like their soldier nicknames, you know. Like, oh, and you have to identify them in real life. Like which, to, one's, yeah. which one's Whitworth, which one's, which which one's, one's like... Which one's Dutch, which one's, you Dutch, know... Dutch, dog, dog one, fucker, uh, Poland, Doc, Wilson. Doc, Egghead, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. And then you can, like, put those names up on, like, the wall, and you have to, like, put clues on them and shit. That's good. That's a good puzzle. I like it. It still doesn't solve the problem. How do they know what happened in the flashback? It does solve the problem in that um, there's a bunch of ways you could do it. You could be like, you see this on found footage. Like, we recovered this, this you know, 16-millimeter film reel from the jungle because, like whoever ordered the mission wanted to use the latest technology to ensure that the bomb was recovered because he was like a Robert McNamara type who believed that machines could win the war. Or, or, alternatively, one of the characters from the flashback is not a part of the cult, and he's like, hey, I just think I should tell you, because this he, he's like the one who got inducted into Delta Green while the rest of them went their own way. Yeah, potentially like Majestic 12 or something like that. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't have to be, but you know, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, but, 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 but but one of them, one of them is is like one of them talks like he he joins the, the quote unquote good guys, and that sort of causes a problem because like, well, what if that guy gets killed? So you, you'd have to massage it a little bit, but yeah, having one of them be kind of on your side and well, if, if he's an outsider in the group, or if he was like fresh when they went into the jungle and found that thing, he wouldn't even know their real names. He would just know their nicknames. Or he may he might have been left for dead and then found by like the French or the Vietnamese or something or the the um, you know whoever. Yeah, but either way, that's that's something we've got a good framework for that. You have the nicknames of the of the the, the antagonist group. Either way, the player gets that by, you know, seeing it on the character sheet, or it's a clue that's presented to them later on. Oh, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to stop flogging this, this intro sequence, but I like, I have one more, uh, you make the intro sequence, like, super, super lethal, but you have the bad thing, the monsters or the enemies or whatever, back off after they kill a couple guys, and then the guys what got killed are the ones that come back as the antagonist, because when they died, God came into their head and said, I'm gonna bring you back, because I like you, I think you got a good head on your shoulders, or you will when I'm through with you, but in exchange, you gotta do a favor for me. You gotta bring me more like this one. Alright, let me, let me make a note of that real quick. Thank you for taking notes, Jake, it's hard for me to write and talk. All right, so I'm going to stop flogging the intro because we got a bunch of different ways to hook it into the main scenario, and we still have to write the main scenario. Yes, what's next? So we have the clues to answer. We have the questions to answer for our clues. So for the crash site in the United States, because the airplane was ambushed, uh, we know why the group wants the weapon, but we need to answer where did the missing crew go and where did the other bomb go? So those are those are our next uh, you know scenes so to speak. Those are our next you know that's our progression where we go to next. So those are the questions. Let's answer them while I uh, keep making notes about the thing. I'm not thinking. Yeah, but I don't yeah. have any good ideas. Chewing on that. I've I've been just beating this thin thing to death. I want to give someone else a chance. Sorry, I was I was keeping notes. So the other bomb, obviously, it went wherever the antagonistic group took it to. So this is sort of if it's not their main hideout, it's their like staging area because they predicted that the the plane would crash in this area. So they took it. You know, they had like a garage somewhere where they had like all the stuff to recover it and to move it. So you can follow the tracks through the jungle of their heavy machinery or whatever other well, through, stuff. Not the jungle, but yeah. Oh, yeah, the forests of North Carolina or, you know, the the plains of Nebraska or the the, the plains of Nebraska or wherever this F- went. Follow the heavy I'm, machinery through the bayou. But I'm saying that um, it, it, it the other bomb went to a staging area where they had equipment to move it. Oh, Jake, is this perhaps a rare scenario in which operate heavy machinery is plot critical? It, it could it could certainly be used as an investigative What if they dropped here. it into the Everglades and then it... And then got out of there on airboats. <laughs> airboats have been around long enough, and they're 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 That's pretty fun. neat. Yeah, real Bobby Boucher hours. That is that is my, really cool. I like that. My mama said uh, alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth and no toothbrushes. Have it, has anyone ever laughed at that joke? Yes. Nice. <laughs> I, I, it's it's me. a joke. Me. 
No, it's a it's a quote from the Water Boy. Yeah, yeah if if making jokes that no one cares about is is a crime, then we're on death row. Except for Tom. Holy, holy shit! Hey, so this is a total aside, but you know who invented the first airboat? Alexander Graham Bell. I thought it was John Airboat. Who's John Airboat? Lima Balls. Anyway, that's my suggestion. Okay, so that that's my suggestion for where the other bomb went. It went to the staging area where they had all the equipment ready to go to move it whenever they figured out where the crash site went. The, the secret warehouse, yeah. It's, you know, a warehouse. Um, oh, could this perhaps be an underground bunker? Not in the Everglades. Well, we haven't. So that, that that's another question is where is the crash site? Because that's kind of the that's part of the spine. That's where we need to figure out, like, where is this crash site? I am a fan of the desert aesthetic, probably because I live in the opposite of one. That's good. And, you know, there are organizations that have a history of recovering, you know, artifacts and strange weapons from crash sites in the desert. My God, you're right. So we want it to be like a desert biome. Unless anybody else has, uh, you know, an extremely compelling reason for... It should crash near, like, Las Vegas or some shit. What if it it crashed near Roswell? So they're like, oh no, not this shit again. You're overloading with too many lore elements, Jake. (laughs) No, no, that's not even a lore element. I mean, I know it is a lore element, but I'm saying, like, yeah. I think he was doing a meme. Not this shit again. Uh, but yeah, desert's good. So Las Vegas is a solid one. You know, maybe like the desert between uh, Las Vegas and uh, California. That's the Mojave, right? Mojave, yeah, Mojave. No what is it? Patrol in the Mojave almost makes you wish for a nuclear winter. Yeah. Yes. I eked it out. I eked it out. Are you proud of me? So the desert between Las Vegas and California, the Mojave Desert. Let's do it. So that's good because then you can have like a like a really cool vehicle and you can just kind of follow the tracks back to their warehouse where they loaded it up onto a semi truck and took it somewhere else. So that's where the other bomb went there. But then that um so that that's a good place because this is a you know we're we're talking about opportunities for more clues here. If you're sitting around and you're, you know, potentially either living in this warehouse or you're occupying it for a long amount of time while you wait for your plans to come into fruition, uh, that's a good place for clues to be left behind about who was in there. Not to be, like, to just shit all over everyone's creative effort, but can we make this a more interesting location than a warehouse? I tried. Nobody liked my idea. Warehouses are kind of dull. Are we putting this in Vegas? It could be. It could be that uh, eventually... Let's make it a, a theme park or a casino or some shit that's, like, abandoned or, like, there's, like, a front operation. Actually, yeah, a casino vault would be a really good place to store... There's a casino vault and, like, there's a whole web of organized crime outside of the casino that's tied into the organization that is the antagonists. And there's, like, you know, to- Tony Tony the Finger is, like... You know, he's real scared of the, the bosses because, you know, he heard that they, like, turned a man inside out once using a magical spell. But he won't talk to nobody about it because he don't want to get, Melon. you know, left in a hole in the desert. There is an excellent, this is a good segue to another piece of uh, gumshoeism that's called leverage clues. Yeah, what is that? So a leverage clue is a clue that you can use to make the person that you are interrogating crack and reveal what you're trying to get out of them. So if you have this mobster and, you know, he's supposed to be tough and big and strong and he won't break when no feds, you know, strap him to a chair or whatever, uh, then you have like a piece of information you find out about him to get him to leverage uh, and yeah. press him for the truth. He's afraid of magical spells. So if you have your character with like one point in a cult, be like, yo, I'm going to cast fucking withering on your dumb ass and you're going to explode into all atoms at simultaneously at the speed of light because the power of the infinite all-in-one and you just make a bunch of bullshit up okay so i'm gonna go ahead and just write this up as like another set piece this is you know um interrogating or you know uh you know squeezing you know whatever this this gangster's name is yeah but also the the are we are we like down to do the casino vault with the the loose nuke yeah that's 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 pretty dope as soon as you suggested it i loved it i because this this took a hard a hard turn from i don't know what it was before to like oceans 11 and that's that is my jam yeah that's pretty cool that's got some flair to it okay so need such a massive conspiracy to hide something in a vault that is a good twist um essentially so the other bomb but we just have to kind of make sure that we have enough clues that lead us from you know the desert crash site to the casino yeah but also um learning where the bomb is hidden is not 
it might not even be that hard, but it's not the whole mystery because it's not just you know we we could all we can one one thing I I I just recently played a video game that I liked very much called Paradise Killer, and it's like a detective mystery game. And so part of this game is that you get your mission of you know figure out who did the big crime, but then as you investigate the crime, it becomes clear that each individual piece of the crime is like its own case and can be pinned on different people. So like okay, you know who did the murder, but also how did they get past this incredibly elite four-layered defense system? How did the murderer break out of the the um, the detained detention facility in the first place. And so each of these things is like a different mystery and you have to solve them all because if you don't get a piece of it, then you haven't actually solved the issue. So like figuring out where the nuke is at doesn't tell you how they managed to shoot down a B-52, which is a big fucking deal because we need our B-52s to not be shot down if we want to go toe to toe with the Ruskies in nuclear combat. And it doesn't tell you why they did it. Although I guess you kind of know that, but like, if you don't catch them, they're going to do it again because they clearly have the ability to shoot down more bombers and they have the desire to get nuclear energy. And it doesn't tell you who it is that they're going to bring in to slurp up all this, you know, limitless power they're collecting. Um, I just thought of a terrible name for this scenario. What is it? If it's in a casino. Yeah. Bada bing, bada boom. Ah, <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. So we have um, the bomb going from the crash site to, you know, being hauled away, put on a truck, taken to the casino, whatever. Uh, that's, you know, that's good and well. And then it's at the casino. The casino is surrounded by organized crime. Uh, we still have one unanswered question from the first scene, which is where did the missing crew go? And, you know, uh, we kind of got ahead of ourselves um, in uh, working out because we're trying to use the, you know, the 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 framework and the skeleton that's part of the the thing here so i'm just going to read them aloud uh you know the different parts of the skeleton for you know what this this source book tells us as game writers and game runners you know what what's a good fun progression you've got the hook which is you know the event problem or opportunity that we've got that that's the crash site right um the curtain the agents check out the hook based on initial suspicions check uh the investigation yields a court clue and possible various red herrings but no confirmation of their suspicions uh it says the investigated individuals present a credible front of innocence the opposition begins to respond so that's good for like the curtain that's when the uh the opposition begins to spin up and respond uh let me keep going here um let's see uh after that we have the wake up which is the agents suffer a jolt of horror most often a horribly mangled victim or an attack by unnatural forces so what if the wake up is what happened to the missing crew okay yeah so uh, we have the this uh, B-52 crew, and something horrible has happened to them. What horrible thing has happened to them, guys? Um, I, I'm not sure where I stole this from, but I, I, I got a horrible thing that's happened to them. Okay. They're not dead. Okay, so they're not dead. Why? Good question. Uh, well, I'm, I'm thinking this this plane went down, right? Like, hard. So I, I, uh, I surreptitiously added this sort of detail about... Uh, this I didn't bring it up with you guys, but this is a good time to bring it up. So if this is an antagonistic group and they were in the jungle of Southeast Asia and they found the thing and now they're like the cult of whatever this thing is, right? Potentially that makes them military insiders. So they didn't know how to make the plane crash without destroying the plane totally or without destroying the contents of, you know, the weapon, right? Okay. I think that's an idea. Tom, I have a question that may help us here. Uh, you introduced the idea of that in this scenario that you originally posited, the plane went down and the nuclear bomb almost went off. Because the reason why I bring this up is that the United States has actually like lost a lot of nuclear bombs over the cord, or not even just lost, but we've lost some and then we've just dropped others and like later recovered them and you know put them back safe and sound or cleaned up after them. Because most of the time when you lose a nuclear bomb out of an aircraft, it's like dropping a paperweight. And sometimes the bomb cracks open and strews fissile material all over the ground, or in the case of um, the one that we lost up in Greenland at Thule Base, all over the ice, the ice flows. But typically, it doesn't cause a nuclear explosion because the bombs are bomb, bombs are generally designed to be fail safe. In this case, you know, it's a very delicate chemical nuclear reaction that has to take place, and if it's not armed properly, then it's like 
throwing a box on the ground. So why, in this case, did the bomb almost go off? Sorry, if you know, Jake, I'm quickly rechecking oh, oh. the page to see why it went off, almost went off. So I was thinking that if this plane is sabotaged by the antagonistic group, maybe there is a guy who is on the flight and he got extra greedy and he started to crack open the weapon himself. It was an inside it job. It was always an inside job, but this guy is taking the inside job one step further and taking it all. For, he wanted to take it all for himself, but the power was just too much. That works because it says that the page I'm seeing says that there are four different self fail-safe devices to keep it from going off and the only they all failed except for the actual literal switch that arms the bomb that one had been set to safe and that so that was the only one that held so i guess if you've got a guy who's deliberately like undoing all the fail-safes and maybe throwing that arm switch to get at it so i i like that but um again we've just kind of danced around like the nature of the weapon, I feel like maybe. Oh, I think it's just a nuclear bomb. Oh, it's just I think it's that, just a nuclear bomb. Yeah, and how about this? Um, it didn't go off because of all these fail safes, and the reason why the crew isn't all dead is they had to keep one of them alive in order to get the information out of him. Oh, about how to crack the fail safe. Yeah, about how to how to activate the damn thing because uh, it's a different design. What they didn't count is that it's a different design of warhead than the one they actually know how to how to set off, and none of them are actually nuclear physicists. So they're running, they're running, they've got that guy in the basement and they're, um, you know, interrogating him or whatever. But the issue is that um, even as they're doing that, the same god that whispers to them is also talking to him in his head saying, hey, you know, I can get rid of these guys. So everyone is everyone is you. just being tempted by this god. <laughs> well, because he, he's like, I don't even, I don't even like them that much. You know, they keep, they keep talking about like... Uh, and 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 then, and then and then the the other thing is that while they're running this game, they're also trying to like kidnap just any random nuclear physicist who they think might be able to help them set it off. That's good. That's the remember I just mentioned the curtain. You've got the opposition begins to spin up and respond. You could have a nuclear scientist being kidnapped while all this is going on. Well, yeah, that's a. It's just it needs to be. There needs to be a separate way for the players to get into this group. All right, so uh, we kind of got wound up there. I'm still trying to work within the framework. Um, so I thought that we were exploring the wake-up, which is agents suffer a jolt of horror. Oh, I was exploring why are they still alive. Okay. That was the question yeah, I was trying uh, Yeah, because I thought that was going to be in there, that something horrible had happened to the crew, and that was part of the wake-up. But if that's if that's misplaced, then, I mean, it can always go um, somewhere else. It might be that the dude who's, um, the dude who's, who's like, they're they're trying to get the launch codes out of or whatever. He's still alive, and you find his arm or some shit in the at the crash site, and his arm's still alive. Oh, like they used like a magic spell on him to, to... yeah, or some some shit like that. I I think that Fall of Delta Green generally um is more about doing shit like that with magic than um regular Delta Green is. Yeah, I, I get it's the feeling it's pulpier. Yeah, it's closer to nineties Delta Green in tone, and I think that's good. Okay, so where did the missing crew go? I have somewhere kept alive to unlock the the weapon safeties. Um, agents agents find you know what what is this like a dismembered twitch? It's it's like uh, the hand from uh, the Adams family. I don't know. Maybe this isn't horrifying. I think this is kind of more memetacular than scary because you know that the the players would be like, okay, go go find your body, boy, go get it, and then the hand's gonna like but, run no, around. No, on but that's, and shit. that's good though because it's about moving things forward. You know. Uh, I think I think that we need something a little gruesomer than just the hand. I just have it like clearly these guys were tortured for the information and then killed. And that's pretty nasty. It doesn't need to be intense. That's good. Or the guy the guys inside the plane can be killed from some other cause of death in the crash. Or maybe maybe some of them parachuted out, but then other stuff happened to them. Like one of them parachuted out, but when he came to the ground, his body hat was full of all these like perfectly spherical holes just drilled through it. Oh, I was thinking that, or maybe that he got like Mad Max style ran down by the the antagonist group, trying to you know prevent him yeah, from hit escaping. By a, hit by a car, or um, possibly some kind of if it's in the, like the desert, possibly some kind of particle storm. Like his his skin is like flayed off of his body, and he's dead of extreme desiccation or like. Uh, Huge amounts of radioactive fallout entering his lungs from like some kind of plume. I don't know. Do we want to give the bad guys like a whole radiation theme? I I feel like it's appropriate. It's definitely appropriate. Okay, because if I remember correctly, in the original, um, in the first 
all I don't know if they do this in the show, but in the first Altered Carbon book, one of the they they mentioned that, that when the villain was a child, what her job was to carry tanks of radioactive water to feed to people that the mafia didn't like on like the bullshit colony planet where they all used to live. So she'd carry the water to their house, and then the they'd have to drink like you know ten gallons of it or whatever because that was the price that you had to pay. And then they'd you know die of of uh, whatever polonium poisoning. See, uh, I want to uh, clarify something. So we are assuming that it's just a missing nuke because I thought it was a, I thought it was a missing unnatural weapon. Okay, well th- that was suggested, but I I did not like that idea, so I pushed us yeah, to not do it. We started with that, and then we got on to having it be a mundane nuke, and I'm 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 liking that because oh, I mean as mundane as a nuclear expo- uh, a nuclear warhead is, but I, I like that because it speaks to the kind of it gets away from it helps distance from the bad thing is the spooky unnatural and more towards the bad thing is people doing shit they're not supposed to be doing and the unnatural helps them do Jake, it. Jake, I'm guessing it you're gonna push you're gonna push us try to, to make it a magical I, I weapon. want it to be more than just a nuke. What if it's, you know, a majestic twelve nuke? Not necessarily <laughs> not not majestic twelve. I'm just saying like <laughs> a majestic twelve nuke. They are pushing it to be it's 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 greater than a nuclear it's more terrifying than a nuclear weapon. When we're 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 um we're H bombs a thing? Yes, because that's nineteen fifties. Okay. So but like you're you're, you're oh, yeah, on okay. to what I'm what I'm getting at. I think that this is the Cold War. This is the nuclear arms race. They were always pushing it. You know, this they they come up with the atom bomb. The atom bomb's not enough, so they make the H bomb. The H bomb's not enough, so they make this. This is the next generation of nuclear weapon, and it's got the tinge of a natural to it. I are go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that I really like. I don't really like it. I, I I fucked up my words. I strongly dislike this insistence that the Delta Green setting has that all new technology must be unnatural because that's like it's literally Thomas Edison was a witch, and we should have stoned the first grog to invent fire to death. I mean. Didn't canonically didn't didn't humans learn agriculture from Shibnigaroth? No, but they definitely canonically learned warfare from the father of knives, who taught Grugs how to nap, how to make flint tools and rock bang each other. Father of my balls, maybe. I mean, yes, but I I I, I this this is this is like a, a personal axe that I have to grind. But I really do not like how like every every time in, in the Delta Green setting that there is anything other than like pikes, muskets, and like flint tools and even flint tools are now a tool of the devil canonically well but, let's, but I, let's I just think it fits bit. especially if we're having the cult have like you know these sort of nuclear powers right we want to have that nuclear theme going for it and i think a mundane nuke is just kind of boring I, if this is delta okay. green i want unnatural let's i jake um, jake jake i'm gonna ask you 100 percent, and you can you can be honest here it's it's fine were you not listening when i described like the the whole backstory of the of the, the cultists. Uh, they found the monkey in the forest, uh, basking in the glow, and he was hugging the radiation, and the warmth was making him happy, and it was like touching. Yeah, I was listening, Max. Okay, because the 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 key here is that there was this bit where they, as a result of one of them, one or two of them dying, were resurrected by whatever it was that is giving them their mission, which is bring this device to me. But, but make it but like a better one and maybe that's maybe that's why they're after this specific one maybe there is some element of it that's special but I just really strongly dislike this whole thing of like every destructive technology has to be like a mythos super weapon yeah I guess I guess we're just button heads here because I think that's kind of can I have a turn because I've been trying to jump in with yeah, a solution ahead. here go for ahead. the last well, like please, 10 minutes please. okay um <laughs> I I think that getting away from all the bad stuff is the mythos is is that that's a direction we shouldn't like ignore. I th- I think I I generally I generally agree with you, Bell. I don't feel strongly about it. Let me posit this: How do you feel about speculative technology that may have been inspired by or derived from ob- scientific observation of the mythos? Okay, uh, expand on that, or like, what do you, what are you thinking? Like more more specifically, so. Um, in, to speak in generalities, um, it's not an elder bomb. It's an anti-gravity bomb we learned about by studying the crashed Mego spacecraft. We built it ourselves. It's human. I mean, yeah, that's, that's kind of... But it's speculative technology. It's the kind of thing that people are writing about science fiction today. 
Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, like, Max, you had a scenario you wrote one time where agents were supposed to deliver, or maybe this was just an item in one of your green boxes, I can't remember, but it's the anti-matter bomb. Yeah, I abandoned that scenario because it was a heist and I don't like those, but I'm listening. No, that's it. That's It's something like that, you know? It's just the f- like the far-flung How? speculative future. Like, something that's too advanced that's- for the 60s, something that... Antimatter is kind of blasé in science well, fiction. Here's the, other, here's the other issue with antimatter is that if you drop antimatter from, like, a second-story window, let alone from a plane, it's going to fucking explode because Not antimatter... actually true. I thought, I thought that you had to keep it in an extremely delicate magnetic containment bottle to stop it from an- annihilating with regular matter. The delicacy of the magnetic containment bottle is slightly overstated. A fridge magnet can overpower gravity. So you're suggesting that maybe this thing has... You, you were going to suggest something that you like better anyways, though. Yeah, I was going to say, um, how speculative and weird do you guys want to go? What do you think about strange matter? Um, oh, you mean like something that would just erase all regular matter by touching it and converting it into itself? Uh, yeah. That's, a, that's, that's, that's one option we can definitely have on the table. You could also make it one of those exotic... Um, they, they had like all kinds of different different uh, ideas for what you could do with atomic weapons, like uh, put one in a really sturdy can so that all the energy went out of one side and became a death ray, or... Um, yeah, that's... that's um, I think that's actually also called a glazer. Uh, it's called a... It's called that, and... Um, no, it, it's a bomb pump laser is what it's called. Yeah, but it's the it's the one that... It's based on the, um, the, the propulsion for the Orion, which was the spacecraft that would power itself by having a really sturdy plate in the back that you just throw nuclear bombs against. I think it actually was the other way around. Really? Yeah, I, th- I think the Orion came first. All right. Yeah, the Orion was, was that, and then they weaponized the technology. They never they didn't actually yeah. weaponize the technology. Then, so then they realized, hey, if you point this at bad guys, it makes them go poof. Yeah. So, Jake, how do we f- how do how do you feel about splitting the difference and have it just be a mundane, really badass death ray made from a nuclear bomb or some shit like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that's good. I mean, that's kind of what I was getting at. Yeah. Okay, and they'll be they'll have some shit about like you know with this with this ray will strike through the mask that conceals the true father of our reality and some shit like that. I don't know. Uh, the so we, we've got we've got an idea for 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 why they're so enamored of this thing, and then that adds the players can have the ability to investigate the weapon, and they'll think that it's a mythos technology, and it's like nope, it's just nuclear bomb. Just can. regular old humans killing each other. And like it's it's a it's a weapon that's not actually even that useful. Like there's not actually that many scenarios in which put a nuclear warhead in a can is a great idea. If this cult has a sort of a ring of a doomsday to it, um, there was always Oppenheimer's hypothesis that he was unsure of right up until the Los Alamos test that the uh, the nuclear bomb was going to ignite the atmosphere. The, uh, they're going to ignite the oxygen in the atmosphere, and then that the reaction would be self-sustaining and all life on Earth would would suffer. Okay, so I'm uh, I'm going with the the horrible truth here. I'm trying to write this down. So what is this thing exactly? Or if you guys wanted to edit the thing that tried well, to... Well, maybe we can come back to it. It, doesn't, it can be like speculative science fiction weapon of mass destruction, because there's a couple of cool directions you could go with that. The key, I think, is that it's regular speculative, but regular human tech. Okay, I wrote that down. There's just one thread I'd like to wrap up here, which is what happened to the crew specifically. Like, we want, we want to make core clues out of that, right? So, um... What I have written down is that... Where did this go? Uh, okay, some were tortured after the crash in order to unlock the weapon safeties. Others were kept alive for the same reason. Um, an insider from the antagonist faction tried to crack open the weapon mid-flight and take it for himself, but the power was too much. I think those what, what three if, are What good. if one of them got, got ran over? Like, clearly a chair stand ran over, and what's really odd about the tire tracks is that it has a really long wheelbase, and let the players figure out like, what has a long wheelbase and is in Las Vegas? Uh, 18-wheeler? Nope. Keep thinking. Uh, is it the thing they use to transport the space shuttles? Nope. Think much simpler. Much more of in the honest a limousine. Vegas. A limo. Okay. That limo can yeah. lead them to the, to okay. the casino. But it might look really odd. Like the, tire, like, the swerving would look really bizarre, and it wouldn't look like an... You know, you could you could kind of almost red herring a little bit, making it look well, like if it's you're, a If you're running it across thing. the desert sand, it's definitely kicking that tail end out and drifting, you know? Yeah, exactly. So you can have this, like, like t- you know, Tali's tire tracks and foot tracks, and then, you know, clearly the guy just gets, like, you know, thumped and squished and murdered, and then the thing drives off. Nice. And then, and then you can eventually find that limousine... You know, and track it down to the casino. Yeah, that's a clue that moves forward. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, what if 
This, this might, might be too much for it, but it'd be a fun scene to describe and let the players figure it out. So the tire tracks, they don't run him over. They get up alongside, and then it looks like he falls over and is dragged because the dude was standing in the in the top of the limousine and lassoed him. Because <laughs> <laughs> like you could like you could draw that out and be like, here's the crime scene. You know <laughs> what happened? I think you could clearly like show that with clues. Okay, yeah. Well, uh, I'll, I'll say this clue links to the flavor of the casino because if it's like we all, I'm a, I'm a gangster, but I think I'm a cowboy and I'm lassoing the guy. That's that's fun, and that can link you to a specific casino. Good, yeah. Or it could just link them. They could be just a known quantity because they have some some extravagance about them. <laughs> 